Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I am here with Adam and Nick, and we are going to be discussing Terror of the Zygons, a uh, Doctor Who episode from the Tom Baker era. This is the, um, I think, is this the first one from the 13th season, guys? It is. So, yep. uh, so we're, we're sort of slowly working our way through the Tom Baker era, and uh and, uh, and and doing discussions uh, as we watch each uh, uh, each story. So so this was four episodes, um, and it's set in Scotland and is uh, is a, you know features the Zygons and and Loch Ness. So it's a it's a pretty interesting combination of ingredients, <laughs> I think. So I don't know. I'll let, you guys are the experts on the classic who. So I'll let you guys sort of take the reins at the start of this. If it's okay, I'd like to actually point out something that Adam said at our last podcast when we were doing Classic Who that mm-hmm. I think bears talking about, and that was that Adam had said that Terror of the Zygons really feels like the last story of the 12th season. And as we were gearing up to like watch this, and I did a little bit of research, and it turns out that it, in fact, was written as the last story of the 12th season. And oh, then really? Harry over the first story of the thirteenth. So meant uh, <laughs> that Harry Sullivan, you know, is a little spoilery here, but he leaves at the end of this episode, and that would have been the end of the previous season. Adam had called that before any of us knew that was the case. So I thought that was great. Yeah, I, I didn't actually realize that was that was a fact. It's, yeah, like I said, it just feels like it because you have the, the companion leaving. It goes back to earth like you know like like a kind of like how a, a new who, who episode would where it's like you start on earth and you have a final episode on earth you know with mm-hmm. a lot of the same characters and you know unit comes back we say goodbye to unit forever so uh, so this is the last unit episode for some time until like yeah until the new who yeah. era or do we get it, to see it, unit, at least uh, with, at least at, at least with the brigadier there's another story that features unit the android invasion but the brigadier oh, yeah. that story so yeah that's that's right okay yeah but, gonna, uh, the, I, I will say the brigadier really i thought nailed it this time around this was i was really impressed with, uh, <laughs> with some of his lines so they might you know i guess that might have been deliberate then that they were just giving him some nice lines before he departed um, yeah they even got to dispatch the big villain with a gun too yeah. i mean they, they always that was that was their gift to the brigadier on the way out the door it's like here's an alien you can shoot <laughs> Yeah, that was that was notable. That was I was like, oh, he shot him. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was there was definitely a lot of uh, affection for the brigadier that went into writing this episode. So, so yeah, but what, 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 how would you guys rate this one as uh, as as classic Who episodes go? I, I really like this one as far as the characters and the flavor and the color and stuff. It's not the most exciting plot in the world but it's just it's just a really fun episode and i feel like uh, sarah jane gets a really good episode too i feel like it's one where she has a lot to do she's doing clever stuff all the time she's really active it's uh, you know because last season i she had a couple of good episodes but i feel like a lot of them she was just kind of there for for some of the episodes mm. and this one gave her a lot to do i i think this is one of the great stories, right? Like, it encapsulates what Doctor Who is for any first-time viewer, at least what classic Doctor Who is. Mm-hmm. And it, it's got a great plot. It's got action. It's got things you don't expect. It's got really interesting characters. It's got some amazingly good special effects, like the Zygon <laughs> like body-changing. It's yeah. got some amazingly bad special effects, such as the Saracen <laughs> attempts. You know, um, I, I think it's the complete package of what Doctor Who can be at its best and also maybe at its weakest, mm. showing that even at its weakest, Doctor Who is some of the best sci-fi out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I buy that. I really enjoyed it. I, I I largely agree with what what you were just saying, Nick. And this is an episode I think I would, uh, if somebody were, uh, you know, just based on my my limited knowledge of, of classic Who, uh, of the ones I've seen, this is one that I would probably say you should you should check this one out if you want to know what this era was was sort of like. And I also feel like it's it really kind of embodies television at that time as well, because I just kept thinking back to when I was a kid and how so much of the stuff I used to watch on Saturday 
resembled this episode in so many ways like that you know every like everything from the music to the to the locations to to the de- the way things developed and 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 the, and the and the way you know like the 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 sort of harrowing moments like when they were in the, uh, the i think it was a deep pressurizing chamber or something um and i and i and i like i liked the setting for this one i really liked the the environment it had a little bit of sort of a spooky uh mystery uh vibe to it uh and i I kept for some reason I kept thinking of the Castle's Forlorn uh, Ravenloft uh, mm. book because that's sort of set in like their version of Loch Ness with the castle and uh, but uh, but yeah I, I thought it was a fun fun episode. Yeah, I liked the way they handled the Scotland stuff too. It was very cliche, but it was like they knew they were being cliche and they were really enjoying playing with that, which was a, just a great way to handle it. I think. One of the things that I think is cool is that they bring back the Brigadier's Scottish heritage. And in the very first story in which we see the Brigadier, he's actually wearing like a Scottish style beret. And then that would be in a black and white story, The Web of Fear. And nothing is ever kind of made of that again, making, you know, that he's part of a Highlander brigade. And then... It comes back where all of a sudden, goofily, after we've gotten used to the Brigadier for years of the show, he's suddenly wearing a formal kilt, like, you know, when yeah, they're in Scotland. There were a lot of kilts <laughs> in this episode. It's like, what the hell is that? Like, okay. Like... <laughs> there, were, there were many kilts worn this episode. And bagpipes. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah there was kind of the, the whole... There were the, they definitely kind of leaned heavily on the Scottish side of things. Um, yeah. Now, what did you guys think of the the Zygons kind of being the explanation for the Loch Ness monster? That that was fun. I I think that was just a weird. Uh, I mean, it's 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 such such a seventies idea. It's like, oh, the Loch Ness monster was put there by aliens, and I mean, it's just it it, it yeah. I mean, it that that is just just nineteen seventy five. There, it's just completely. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed that idea. I thought it was, I thought it was fun. Um, I, you know, I think if you squint too hard at it, it could be you know it it, 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 it could seem silly. But I, but I liked the explanation. Um, yeah, yeah. I wasn't such a fan of the of the makeup of the of the of the effects for the the um what, what was it called the Scarison? Was that the name the of it? The Scarison. Yeah. The, the Saracen or the Scarison? The Scarison. Scarison. I believe. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, it's. I just wanted to add something to what you were saying about the Loch Ness Monster, and that is that Doctor Who, I believe, has two other explanations for the Loch Ness Monster <laughs> in the series as well. This, this is sort of thought of as the definitive version, mainly because the book of this story is called Doctor Who and the Loch Ness Monster. And... But, you know, it comes up some other times. I know that in the story Time Lash, the villain in that is called the Loch Ness Monster. I think there's one other throwaway reference to it mm. somewhere else as well. So um, I think there's more than one person appearing as the Loch Ness Monster, depending on which set of photos you have. <laughs> so. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, that I guess that happens when a series goes on for some time. You, you know, the, the writers sort of pick up threads like that and... And uh, and complicate them. Yeah, um, but the uh, the Zygon makeup is great. I really really love the that, Zygon. That holds stuff. up. That that doesn't look too different from the what was the most recent one with Clara, right? That was the last uh, Zygon episode, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Zygon invasion and the Zygon incursion was the most recent appearance they had, as well as in the Day of the Doctor. So, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Th- I mean, these didn't look too different from those ones. I mean, there's some minor, you know differences that you would expect you know from decades of of advancement but 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 generally they kind of have the same look and and uh and i, th- I thought i thought it was impressive effects uh you know mm-hmm. zygons to me always they, they're they're a very sort of body horror type uh uh-huh. type monster they, yeah well, i think it, it's it, a little more raw in these old effects too i feel like they're almost too rubbery in the newer show or mm. it's just like when you, when you see the close-up of their hands where they're manipulating their instruments and stuff they looked they looked kind of meaty and kind of like you say body horror and gross yeah and like, like, like you you can feel 
the I don't know the little suction things on the you, you can feel <laughs> them when they're touching things. It's it's very creepy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's interesting that they brought the Zygons back because in this story they talk about how these Zygons are the last ones to leave their planet and that their planet has been destroyed and that these guys are kind of on the run and might be the very last Zygons. So what's interesting about that is that when the Zygons appear in Day of the Doctor, we think of them as like, oh, like some fans were like, oh, they brought them back. That's not right. But then if you remember that Day of the Doctor actually takes place during part of the Elizabethan era... Those are Zygons that predate this group of Zygons appearing on Earth, right? So they actually have corrected. The yeah, they, well, they, they were hiding in the painting during the time yes, of this episode. So. Exactly. So they, when they reappear as modern, and the effects of what happens in the Day of the Doctor episode, it turns out that the Doctor has actually saved the Zygon race from ultimate destruction, whereas some people look at this story and go, oh, did the doctor accidentally just actually genocide the Zygons? Well, but the actually, reality is he didn't. <laughs> yeah, there's there's one other point that is brought up in this episode, which is there is a fleet of Zygons on their way, but they're not going to show up for centuries. So there are other Zygons out there, but they're they're, they're kind of in limbo on this fleet that's going to, the refugee fleet that is at some point going to show up. I guess they can do a future episode about that, but... It's uh, it's on its way to Earth, so it's still kind of an unresolved plot. So, yeah, I don't know. And I, um, oh, we lost, uh, oh, just one moment. We lost Nick there for a second. Oh. Let's, uh, let's see if he can come back in by the, the magic of the internet. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear us, Nick? We'll oh, to... and he seems to be completely gone. All right, we will have to uh, wait until... Nick can return, um, but in the meantime, uh, I really liked the uh, the brigadier this episode. I feel like I, he's always <laughs> been sort of an interesting character, but but his dialogue popped a lot more this time. So there was one line where uh, where they the, the gas in the chamber that uh, in the room <laughs> knocks them out, and he says, yes. "You know, asleep, impossible." I was on duty. <laughs> yeah. Very, yeah. Sarah Jane and Doctor exchange this look. They're just like, yeah, okay, it's the Brigadier. They don't argue with him or anything. They just let it go. Just the, the look <laughs> on his face. The look on his face was 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 priceless. Um, yeah, he got he got a lot. He had a much more interesting part in this than he did in in Robot. That's for certain. And uh, I also I, I liked the creepy nurse. I you know you know you know ex uh, you you know exactly. Uh, you know what you don't know exactly what she but you know she's up to no good just by the fact that she's a nurse and she looks a little bit creepy and uh you know i think as a general rule you know if there's a if there's a creepy nurse lurking around you should never leave her alone with your friend that's uh yeah that's that's rule number one of 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 being in uh you know any 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 genre whatsoever um, <laughs> yeah and uh yeah and one thing too i wish i wish i'd at least some point in my life seen this episode before i knew the zygons were shapeshifters because i've always been like you know even even the first time i saw this years and years ago it's like as soon as the nurse pops up like oh she's she's a zygon i know she's a zygon <laughs> But, uh, you know, you know, when it's originally aired, people didn't even know that going into the episode. So, are, are you with us, Nick? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry if I dropped out there. I'm no, having a little bit of a technical difficulty. Yeah, so. no, yeah, no worries. I, sh I should mention for listeners that we've been having some technical difficulties today. So Nick may be in and out or we may get some interference, but uh, hopefully it'll be as smooth as it can be. Um, so, yeah, we were just talking about the creepy nurse and... Uh, Yep, um, I was listening a little bit. Yeah, okay. that was great. Um, and, and there's a number of characters that shapeshift in this story, all of whom are creepy at one point or another, that's for sure. So. <laughs> yeah, and the, uh, yeah, the Duke, of course. And, uh, and you see, the Duke was interesting because, you know, I can remember the first time seeing this episode wondering if he was a red herring, if he just was kind of, you know, a jerk. And they were just <laughs> whether whether he, he was actually going to turn out to be one or not. But, yeah, they did actually have him be a double. 
See, I, I for some reason I thought Angus was going to be, and I'm just I'm just very mm. bad at predicting these things. I was like, oh, he's playing those bagpipes, and something's not right with that guy, and it, you know, it, it didn't it didn't really pan out. So he's, but, he's using his bagpipes to control the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. That's what's going on. Because they were because those, <laughs> those bagpipes were droning incessantly at the start of the. It, 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 was, it yeah. was it was it was it was starting to drive me nuts actually, and so I was like, that that's got to be something. And it, it just turned out to be nothing. So uh, I, I've had a roommate. I, I have this is this sounds like a joke, but I have had a roommate that played the bagpipes. So I'm I'm pretty pretty numb to that. That's okay, like, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, around yeah. here, we don't, I, the only time I hear bagpipes is in a, in a funeral. So uh, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like about a month after we after he like became my roommate. He's like, hey, I'm gonna learn to play the bagpipes. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's like the number one uh, roommate killing instrument. That, that's that's got to be up there with, uh, I don't know, maybe the tuba would be pretty bad too. But yeah, yeah. No, it's funny we never got any neighbor complaints. We're in a Chicago apartment building. He's playing the bagpipes. And, I, don't know. I guess the pipe organ would yeah. be worse. The pipe organ. Pipe organ. Yeah, we we didn't have room for a pipe <laughs> organ in our apartment. <laughs> You know, while we're talking about the, the characters that shape-shifted, one of the things that's interesting about this story is that you're actually introduced to all of the important characters when they've already been shape-shifted into their Zygon personas. Mm. So we meet, we meet the Duke, and we meet the, like, big Scottish dude, and we meet the nurse, and they're all actually already Zygons. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because at the very end... The doctor and Harry and Sarah save all those guys, you know, who are on the wall, you know, with their body prints being taken. And all those people that you just didn't like through the whole episode That's... are kind of nice, which is funny all of a sudden. It's this weird adjustment that yeah. happens at the end of the episode where the Duke's like cool and making jokes and you're kind of like... Why are you cool and making jokes? I'm like, oh, that's right. That wasn't you that I watched. <laughs> no, that was that was interesting. I because I remember noting that too. That, that suddenly, like that that the the nurse who you hated, you know, you you, you know, seems okay, and everybody's kind of different. And uh, I, I thought it was interesting when when uh, and spoiler, but when 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 Harry's Zygon is uh, is interacting with Sarah Jane, what what a jerk his Zygon was. Um, yeah, you know, and mm -hmm. and Harry is usually relatively polite so it was <laughs> yeah i thought he did a good job of being the zygon it was like creepy harry was a was an interesting character i was like oh yeah he pulled that off pretty well but yeah it was a good move on their part having you meet them as zygons they didn't have to it meant they didn't have to tip their hand too hard i mean like i said the nurse was a giveaway just because the creepy nurse thing it's just you, you just know it's like the nurses the nurse is up to no good but uh -huh. The others, you had to wonder. No. There's a there's a sequence with the shapeshifters that I think is a great sequence that's overlooked in Doctor Who a lot, and that is it's the sequence where the unit soldiers are simply searching the woods for the nurse, mm. and it's it's about like a two minute long sequence of people like searching woods. It sounds dumb, right? But like, but I think it's really effective because. You know, we don't see everything, and all of a sudden we just see the nurse kind of, like, stumble through the woods. And you, it, it has a very old-school horror creepiness to it in Doctor Who, which just adds to this story, I think, so much. And if you'd have said to me, like, what's one of your favorite scenes in Terror of the Zygons? You know, most people aren't going to go, oh, it's when, like, the people are going through the woods. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that's a particularly good sequence. You know, she's got blood dripping off her yeah. arm, and you know something's not right, you know? So I think that's a great bit there. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought that was well done. And that it did, it definitely did have that classic uh, horror vibe to it. Um, yeah, I guess, I, for me, I really like the castle. The castle was, um, I don't know, I thought one of the better locations in the... Uh, in the um, in the, in the story but uh but yeah i don't know what, what did you guys now I, I i don't know if we had mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast but i think you guys were talking about it before we started which is this is uh uh you know harry's departure episode so i was curious uh and also the brigadiers i was curious what you guys feel about about how they handled that 
Uh, Harry's departure is a little, little abrupt at the end of the episode, but it, it works. And they, they give Harry some some nice heroic moments in this so that he, you know, because they've, you know, they, they played him to be kind of a dupe at times in the uh, last season on and off. But I felt like they, they, they I think it was a pretty good send off. And him just abruptly like, yeah, I'm not going to get on board the TARDIS again was, uh, was fair enough. <laughs> But yeah, and I don't think it would have worked to make it a more emotional, you know, moment or anything. It just wouldn't be a very hairy way yeah. to handle it. No, I I liked it because I didn't know that the I had no idea that this was uh you know that they were going to be leaving at the end of the episode, and mm. I didn't know watching it that that's what was coming down the pike. I mean, I thought I I I thought it was I thought that the the brigadier had some really good lines. Um, I didn't really notice anything in particular about Harry except getting to play the, the evil Zygon. And, and when I saw that, it kind of reminded me a little bit of evil Clara from her Zygon story. And, mm. uh, yeah. uh, but, but it wasn't telegraphed. It wasn't like, uh, you know, like, like I guess Walking Dead is sort of famous for this, where when a character's about to die or leave, they get like these big dramatic you know, moments and everybody just knows, okay, well, that character is going to die in the next two episodes or at least by yeah. the end of the season. And, uh, and, and, and I, and I, and I'm glad that it wasn't that heavy handed. I, I, you know, uh, and it, it kind of, and like you said, it, it, Harry's departure is a little bit abrupt, but I almost kind of liked that because it, I was like, wait a second, is Harry not coming back? What's going on here? Is she just going to, to, to London for two seconds and then they're going to meet up for drinks later? What's, what's, what's going on? So nope. it, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, I thought that it worked. Um, I think we might've lost Nick again. Nick, can you hear us? It sounds I like think we... he's frozen. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we'll have to, we'll have to marshal on. Um, yeah. I like that. The, it seems like Sarah Jane doesn't entirely, you know, believe the doctor when he's like, Oh yeah, we're just going to London. They'll be fine. Nothing go wrong. It's like, she's kind of got that look like, mm, but you know, she's like, Oh, I'm going to get it anyway. <laughs> now, can I ask you how many more Sarah Jane episodes do it? Like, is she going to stick around for a while or are we? Yeah. I, I forget how exactly how many we've got with her left, but, uh, I believe we've got the, the this whole season. Okay. And uh, but yeah, I, uh, I don't have a, I don't have a specific number on hand. But yeah, that's uh, yeah. Actually, yeah, I'll be the end end of this season is one when she's leaving. Okay. Um. But yeah, so uh, let's see. I'm just going to try to bring yeah. Nick back in again, but um, sure. But yeah, but and, and what did you yeah. think? Of, what did you think of Sarah Jane this episode? I I thought it was a very good episode for she. Had, I mean, it's you know I think it's it's a good episode for all the characters, but yeah, I feel like you know she got to do a reporter thing going around. She had a lot of good funny lines. She uh, she had good interplay with the doctor. And I thought I thought it was interesting that uh, it was the one where she, you know, she and Harry got along together better than they probably have in any other episode. It was like, you know, it was like as it was their last episode together, they kind of, you know, they, they weren't they weren't, you know, arguing as much as they have in the past. So, but, yeah, what did you think of her in this? No, I thought I thought she, I thought she had some great, great moments in this one. Um, and and I. Uh, there was also that there was also that scene with her when she was in the the, the pressure chamber where the doctor used some kind of Tibetan um, hypnotism on her, and I was trying to remember yeah. if I had seen that before, if he had if he had done that in in later episodes, and I couldn't recall. But you know, my memory is not <sighs> the best, so I was just curious. Man, yeah, I mean, he he does do some hypnotic tricks elsewhere in the series. I'm trying to remember if there's something he's done that's specifically like that in the new show. Cause yeah, that does seem very familiar. Cause he but, almost uh, like slowed her body down so that she didn't die. Right. Like that's, is that what he was? Yeah. To do? Yeah. That's, that's exactly what he did. Just, uh, it, kind of brought her to a halt there. And, and it did seem to me very seventies. It did seem very sort of like, you know, that's kind of something that, that seems like it would have been, you know, very, very quickly believed in the seventies as a, as an explanation. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, but yeah, no, I thought, I thought, I thought she, uh, 
I thought she had a she she was good. They kept putting her in danger though. She kept going to they they we kept leaving her alone in places again and again. And every time they did, yeah. like, why are you? Why are you, you know, there are zygons around? What are you doing? She's, she's, <laughs> yeah, no, number one rule, and when you're in a, a shape shifting alien story, don't split up. Yeah. That's like that's that's the worst. Every time, every time you split up with someone, the next time you see them, you've got to be like, is it you? But <laughs> and and there was a moment this episode where it almost started becoming like the thing, and then it kind of veered away from going in that direction. Um, there was that scene where yeah. the doctor's like, "Oh, I think it might be one of us," and then I think, I, I if I recall, then he kind of leans into the general and is like, "No, I think we're really just being surveillance by a by a camera." But but yeah. good, but you, you're like, "Oh, that's interesting." Now, like maybe the brigadier this whole time has been a Zygon. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I. I'm with you. I, I don't think that that's kind of, you know, earlier when we first first brought it up, I said that, you know, it wasn't the strongest plot in the world. Because I don't I, th- I feel like they they never really use that element as strongly as they could in the episode. I mean, even with Harry becoming a Zygon, Harry becomes a Zygon. He grabs the thing and he just runs away. It's just like he does. They don't. They they didn't they didn't do anything deep with that. But it's it's a good plot. I'm not saying it's a bad plot by any means. I just don't. I don't feel it was one of the strongest plots they've ever done. That's all. But it, like I said, this the character stuff in these episodes is just fantastic, though. All right, I'm uh, I'm just trying to sort We're out some to... technical stuff here with uh, uh, with uh, with Nick. Um, sure. But, uh, but yeah, I I um the other thing I wanted to know about is what what did you think of the uh, the Loch Ness effects? Uh, well, I mean, objectively, of course, the uh, Loch Ness monster effects are, are pretty terrible. But uh, I, I kind of enjoyed them. I mean, there's something, there's just something about that about its head. It's like almost cute and turtle-like, which just really entertains me. I, uh, I, I mean, and I, I know I just always respect the way with this show, like 1970s Doctor Who. They just write it. They write a, they write a script, and they have no clue how they're going to film this thing. It's like they just get really ambitious. Let's have a giant monster rampage through London. Okay, but yeah, we're going to do that. And then they, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't like pull their writing back to deal with things that they can only pull off easily with the effects they have on hand. And I think that's the show benefit, even if you do get terrible special effects sometimes. Yeah, I, th- I thought the uh, the Loch Ness looked like a glazed ham in the shape of a dog head. <laughs> That was sort of the best. I was like, it looks like it looks like food. That's what it looks like. It looks like food. It, 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 but I've seen effects like that before. It kind of reminded me of the texture of the um, uh, Return of the Living Dead zombie with the you know like the one the one that started it all in Return of the Living Dead that was in like that container that they pull out at the beginning. It sort of oh, reminded man. me of that creature, just like the texture of it or something. Um, but I kind of remember that creature. I'm drawing a blank on it, but yeah, now that's, uh, yeah, it's, it was, a it was a terrible effect that I enjoy. It looked edible. That was the thing that really left out at me. I felt like I could eat the Loch Ness monster. Um, (laughs) You're sitting there hungry the whole time. Like, did you you eat before you? No, no, because it didn't look like appetizing food. It looked like something that your grandmother would make that you didn't want to eat. You know, like like something from like the 50s that people don't eat anymore. It had that kind of a look to it. Um, okay. Yeah, but, yeah, I get where you're coming from now, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, oh, so. kind of a gefilte fish kind of meal, but uh, but yeah, yeah. I no the, the 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 effects though the effects though on this episode were were pretty good though. I just aside from the the egregious monster. Yeah, no, I mean the Zygons again. I thought the Zygons looked quite good. Um, the uh, and 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 I thought that you know some of the other effects were you know and the, you know like the, the you know the spaceship was was serviceable. Um, and yeah, I like the spaceship design. That was uh, just a good solid seventies UFO. The, the rig could have been a little bit better. I thought the rig was a little, <laughs> oh, little shoddy looking. It was ready to tip over before the uh, the the, the garrison even got to it. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, I like the conversation later where they're talking about how durable and these things can't be knocked down. It's like, no, nah, I, I showed us. You should have showed us the picture of that thing I, if you wanted us to believe these were hard to knock down. I did like how the doctor took a cast of the tooth mark on the debris. Mm. That was a nice touch. That that was a, a smart thing to do and a really cool way of kind of like giving you a sense of what was coming. If, if you know, again, the, the effects didn't quite back up the, the <laughs> ominous clue but but you kind of got what they were going for with it you know so it's like wow that's like a yeah. pretty big tooth and it's you know it's chewing through steel so it's it's obviously a really really big creature um what, what did you think now it was it wasn't just a, a monster it was like a cyborg type creature right so what did you think about that because that seemed to me that almost seemed like an unnecessary uh, uh, additional ingredient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A cyborg Loch Ness monster. But uh, I, 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 my feeling on why they did that was simply to convey to you this was something the aliens made to make it more okay. clear that it's like you know it wasn't just them controlling the Loch Ness monster. It was you know some kind of you know mechanical organic creation of theirs but okay. I, I don't know but yeah it really wasn't necessary it remind, there was a there's a really obscure zombie movie called meat market i believe it's it's not terribly good but it's very it's filled with tropes that just shouldn't be combined and and it has it has a um uh you know it's got a zombie plague but the explanation if i recall is like a uh, a nanobot uh virus kind of gone you know just you know, gone awry. So the zombies are basically nanobots, if I if I remember the the storyline right. And this kind of reminded me of that kind of thing. It was like, well, I don't know if I need that cyborg uh, veneer to the the Loch Ness is already really, you know, like I felt like a genetically modified, you know, creature or just something from their home world that they brought there. And because you know, because yeah. I like the idea that they brought it as an embryo, right? That's what they said. They brought it as an embryo, so they, so you don't have to imagine them carrying this giant thing in their spaceship or whatever uh you know i, I like that idea and i just didn't think that the, the cyborg part really added as much but i might be missing something that that maybe yeah you know and the, the, the embryo thing's a nice touch too from the standpoint that you know he does lay out his plans that he's going to completely rebuild the planet to be like the zygon homeworld so it's like oh yeah he's got all these frozen embryos of different species from his world now let, let me ask this why is it that, that whenever there whenever there's an alien that's going to like remake earth you know as part of their their conquest or just you know even as like a latchest effort to save their civilization there's only like one or two of them like spearheading them <laughs> you, you would think that they would be so much more effective it's like imagine if like we had to go take over a planet we sent like one guy with like a you know uh you know a few, you know, a handful of, 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 of advanced technology and, and not much else. Well, yeah, but you see, they, they learned, they learned, they watched last season. They saw the Santarans came to Earth with one guy and he got defeated. It's like, well, we will send two, <laughs> two people to conquer the Earth. Yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess they are uh, s slowly, incrementally increasing their, their, their numbers. So, uh, yeah, I mean. Bit by bit, the aliens are learning. Bye-bye. By the time we get to the android invasion partway through this season, I guarantee there will be at least three of them. So, <laughs> but it's just it's just it's just so interesting to me that the, the, the whole thing just hinges on this one guy not getting caught or or, or dying. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I know it's. Uh, but yeah, it is. It is interesting. No one brings up again the uh, the entire massive Zygon refugee fleet that's still on the way to the planet. So it's. Uh, Though I guess that's something be... that could be coming down the pike in the new Who. The uh, you know they they could still bring that in. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Definitely. Well, of course now now it now it's weird because they've kind of the Zygons and the humans have made peace now. So there's. Uh, I guess it's not as ominous as it once was. But, but who, we'll who knows? Who knows how long that peace will last? That's uh, true. <laughs> That's true. It is a uh, a tenuous peace at the moment. <laughs> but, um, Based on the fact both sides can blow up the world. Yeah, that's uh, you know. Uh, 
That was another thing. I mean, this isn't directly related to this episode, but I, 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 I was wondering um, how much. What what year is is New Who supposed to be in at this point? Because it seems I, to me they're, like they're kind of playing yeah. a little bit loose with with time. Sometimes with it feels like years have been meant to go by, and sometimes, but mm-hmm. we're still on the same date. If you know what I mean. And I wasn't. Yeah, it, it feels. Yeah, I, I think they're, you know, I mean, the very first Moffat uh, season was very specific with the date that the last episode would would take place on and air on. But since then, they've been really sketchy with any dates and episodes taking place in the modern world. And I, I think that's almost deliberate. Like they don't <laughs> they, they realize it just opens up a can of worms. Because a lot of people during during series five were kind of confused about the date they're like well okay you know it's like the beginning of the episode we can see the you know these these landmarks in london when the episode opens but then amy's a little girl and then we jump ahead to her being an adult so are we in the future now and yeah, you know, yeah. so they, they so i think i think so many people complained about that in series five that uh moffat was like i'm never mentioning the date during a modern episode again but mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see how that handles under the new showrunner. But, but yeah, I agree. It's it's tenuous. And I mean, of course, you have things like you know the alliance with the Zygons and stuff going on. So there's all kinds of weird elements to the modern day there. Because mm. I mean, this this episode, you know, the, the terror of the Zygons actually takes place in the '80s. Just to bring that up again, it's uh, the Sarah Jane and Unit episodes are all set in the future of this show, which is. Which is interesting because they, you know, had the prime minister call. The prime minister's a woman, and it's like, oh yeah, they got that right. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> they, they didn't predict some things though. Like, oh, I didn't see Transformers or, uh, or uh, no. you know, uh, too many gaming consoles throughout these episodes. <laughs> but, but I guess gaming no. consoles that would have been something that were around. And when, when did when did uh, when did the Atari? Uh, I think that was seventy nine. I think. Okay, so it might have still been before, but. Uh, I know Pong was probably available. Pong was, yeah, Pong was available in '75. I had Pong, and and but, I know uh, they had some like proto video game uh, devices, like that, that that would sometimes have like overlays you put over your screen and things like that. Um, yeah, yeah, I vaguely recall those, but uh, I never, never actually, actually played with any of those back in the day, and the. Uh, but yeah, the the, the the they they did not they did not do the most picture. But I'm giving them points for the prime minister. They got that. But they got that wrong in the book. Apparently, the novel version has the prime minister as a man. So, oh, does it? Okay. So, so they get they get they get half point half point on that. So and but, also just uh, an update. It looks like Nick is not going to be able to get back in due to Skype connection issues. So uh, we do apologize okay. for that. Usually his uh uh you know his 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 uh, uh encyclopedic knowledge is is uh is yeah very handy um yes but, the, um, the true expert but uh but, but, uh, but yeah so so i don't know but uh I, I i thought this was a i thought this was a good episode it had a lot of mystery to it and it um i don't know it just had a real classic tv feel to me in general just the kind of television that i i remember watching a lot as a kid um not that i saw this yeah. episode as a kid just that i i this seemed like the kind of tv that that I remember viewing when I was a child. Um, and, and it had a lot of things that I kind of wish TV might have today when I was watching it. Even some of the, like, like Nick was saying, even some of the things that maybe aren't the best thing about the show were kind of, kind of nice. (laughs) (laughs) They were iconically very Dr. Who. Yes. (laughs) Uh, yeah, and I, I like the, we've got, we've got planet of evil coming up next, which is one I enjoyed. That's, uh, uh, I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember having a good atmosphere to it. Okay, so, uh, so the next one is, is, you said Planet of Evil is the next episode? Yeah, this is a season, one of the seasons where there's only one episode without without the word off in the title. We've got Terror of the Zygons, Planet of Evil, Pyramids of Mars, and the Android Invasion will be the one that doesn't have off. Then we return with Brain of Morbius and Seeds of Doom. So okay. that's what we've got ahead. Yeah, I'm looking at the episode preview image, and uh, the Anti-Man looks very interesting. I, I am <laughs> instantly intrigued by this episode. That is, 
that is a real classic looking creature to me um yeah yeah that's a, the sort of thing that would have a... given me nightmares as a kid like i would have been i would have been horrified for weeks following a viewing of that episode <laughs> yeah I, it, I i i'm a fan i'm a fan of the next one it's very very 70s science fiction in a okay. good way okay I, I, i'm liking that that's 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 you know one of the good things about going back to these is that you really are getting that that uh that i don't know i, I kind of i i kind of like classic science fiction i think a little better than than some of the more current things and so mm -hmm. just you know going back and and you know i think the 70s was kind of like a peak moment for science fiction in general had you know 50s and 70s you get a lot of really good science fiction um yeah i agree i agree it's before it's before science fiction became synonymous with action movies yeah that's which, you know, I, I like science fiction action movies. I just don't like all my science fiction to be action well, movies. I like there all. to be like a cool concept underlying the story. And yeah, I like getting I like things to kind of unfold. And I, I don't know, I, I don't I don't really I like action movies. I mean, you know, some of my favorite mm -hmm. movies are action movies. But I'm not yeah. as big of a fan with it when it's combined with science fiction for some reason. I think because there's already so much to enjoy with science fiction. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd much rather watch yeah. a science fiction movie or read a book that's a little more like Alien or Caves of Steel or City in the Stars mm. and that kind of thing. Um, you know, or, you know, Childhood's End, that sort of story. Where uh, Yes. You know, I, and there's a little, yeah. there's a moment in there that could definitely be turned into an action sequence. But but I think it's <laughs> it's basically not an action movie if you if you were to, to try to, you know, make it more you know, translate it to the screen. Yeah. The standard tree, you know, screen science fiction is they set up a cool concept in the first 20 minutes. And then after that 20 minutes, they kind of come up with the action way they're going to resolve it. And then and they, the concept just is, is background from that point on. Yeah. But, and we just is, might be too old at this point. We might be, you know, I might be old. Yeah. Yes. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. We'll see. But the, uh, but, I mean, obviously it's not like the new Doctor Who is particularly action heavy, though. That's not the criticism of the new Doctor Who. It's not like it's really an action show. But I just, I just don't feel it digs quite as hard into the science fiction element of the well, show, at least. I think a lot of times that's a product of the structure of the episodes. I think when they, when they go toward, when, when they do more um, of the, uh, uh, sort of three-parter two-parter type stories you sometimes get more of that digging uh i feel yeah. like where the where the show kind of goes uh and maybe this is just the way new television is but there was that three-parter that we didn't like uh this season and we and we overall mm -hmm. like this season but each episode felt different from the previous one they were totally different in tone in in they, they might as well have been from three different TV series. And I think that's one of the things I don't like about the new Who as much. And I like that the classic Who, this felt like a continuous storyline of four episodes that were connected. And every, every and it feels like it's part of the same show. It's not constantly reinventing. I mean, it changes over time, but it's not like each episode is like, okay, now we got to do a totally different genre. It's, yeah. you know what I mean? It's... It, it's like, well, we got to do a different storyline, but it's going to have the same kind of uh, general feel. And, and I and I, I don't yeah. know, I, I feel like that gives you a little more time to kind of sink in and, 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 and soak up what they're trying to do each episode. Um, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Because, uh, it, I mean, yeah, it, it just, well, I mean, for one thing, that three-parter we didn't like, had, I think it had three different writers on each episode, too. And I was like, well, why have a three-part story if you're just going to farm out each episode to a different person with a different feel doing a different story and have it not hang together? But, the, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. The... Uh, I mean, this 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 season obviously is not going to be as tight as last season. Last season was kind of special in the way that it, every every episode ties directly into the previous episode. We're not going to get that this season with the uh, 
with the with the classic Doctor Who, but it, it's still it's still a very nice run of episodes. Okay. Um, yeah. The uh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree, and I didn't mean like that. They uh, the connecting between episodes isn't the thing that that I was so focused on as much as just the the fact that the episodes all feel like they're part of the same show. And sometimes yeah. with a lot of newer series, not just Doctor Who, but a lot of newer shows, you feel like the like every time they hand it to a different director, they're trying to put their own individual stamp on it, which is great for that director. And uh-huh. but it really mixes up the show sometimes, and I feel like I'm watching a different, a completely different show. Um, you know, you know. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of a showrunner problem, really. I mean, that's I mean, you know, I, I I hate to give Moffat more flack, but it's the showrunner's job to make sure that even though you've got all these different directors and different writers, that there's this but, coherency to everything. But I but I think that's beyond the showrunner because I notice a lot of shows doing that, like uh, like The Walking Dead does it too, where it's like, okay, this episode we're gonna do it in the style of a blank. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's kind of cool because I guess you can say, oh, I get it, they're doing this. But but once you're past that initial, oh, I get it, it's like, well, it feels totally different from the rest of the show now, and it doesn't necessarily add anything. You know what I mean? It's just I don't know. I, I'm just not as much of a fan of that as uh. But but I'm I would be reluctant to say that it's all all the the showrunner because I almost feel like it's it's maybe from higher up. Do you know what I mean? Like it directive. could be, it could be, but I mean, to, you know, to give a counter example though, I mean, if you look at say a season of breaking bad, for example, mm-hmm. almost every episode of a season is by a different director. Yeah. And, but Vince Gilligan is someone that can just put his stamp on a show. When you're watching a Vince Gilligan show, whether it's breaking bad or mm-hmm. better call Saul, you're like, this is totally that's a good point. Is, that's a good point. Yeah, know, it, it just—it has that feel to it. No, that's what, and that's what I liked about Breaking Bad is it felt like a, a consistent show. It didn't, it, you know, I, you know, you, you, there's something to be said for that. Um, yeah, and it wasn't like okay, just... now we're gonna do our Sex in the City episode, and now we're gonna do our Edgar <laughs> Allan Poe episode, and now we're gonna, and it's like you know, too many templates. Just you know, <laughs> just do the show. Um, you know, it's uh, yeah, uh, but and. Yeah, Noah Hawley's another one who's good at that. You know, he does the Fargo TV series. And he did Legion. Both of those. I, I haven't feel seen either. Of those, very so coherent. I I, uh, um, I can't comment one way or the other on those ones. But uh, oh yeah, I'm just just kind of throwing that out there. But it's but, uh, it's yeah, it's 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 uh, I don't know. I just feel like that's that that is something. I mean, you know, and I mean, there's there's other aspects to being a showrunner. I mean, because. To some extent, letting letting directors do their own thing can be a benefit. I, I think I think on an episode by episode basis, sometimes it is better with a show like Doctor Who to let the director run off and do their own thing. It just isn't when you're doing a three parter. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I would agree, and and, and it's just sort of it's something I think I started noticing around, I don't know, maybe the sixth or seventh season where it just became clear to me that what they were doing was each episode was like this is a different genre. Like, okay, now we're doing the heist episode. Yeah. Now we're doing the horror episode. Now we're doing the, the space romp episode. And I didn't like that once I noticed it. Um, before I noticed it, I don't think it bothered me. But then when I kind of picked up on it, it, it started to annoy me. Um, but, uh, but anyways, we, we, uh, uh, we should probably go because we we've been going on for 50 minutes and much of that was without Nick. Um, but uh, <laughs> but we will uh, we will be back on me and Adam are gonna do uh, the first and second episode of Babylon Five uh, hopefully sometime this week uh, and mm-hmm. uh, on Friday uh, the the group will be doing Lady Hermit a classic Cheng Pei Pei wuxia film which um, I'm really excited to do because I, I I really like Lady Hermit and I don't know I don't think I know anybody else who has seen Lady Hermit. So I've never really had an opportunity to talk with anybody about about uh, about what I like about Lady Hermit. Just kind of get a sense of what other people think of it. So, um, so so yeah. So we'll we'll be back on, and uh, uh, until then, we will talk to you later.